Fear of failure uses fear as its catalyst to douse the spark within you. It uses doubts, insecurities, the primal instinct to avoid risk, anything it can throw at you, as it has one goal in mind, to make you think you can't do it. Welcome to Monsters Under the Bed, where we address sometimes they can crawl from under the bed and mess with our heads. Let's get it right. Come join me tonight. Befriend monsters under the bed. Befriend monsters under the bed. I've been having a lot of anxiety lately. I had so much motivation for my business and I even completed my monthly goal before the quarter ended. And then it just vanished. You know, kind of like the avatar when you needed it most. But I couldn't figure out why though because I wanted it so badly. Shouldn't that have been enough? So I forced myself to get up and do it anyway. And this fear popped up again and again, telling me, no, don't do it. We can't fail. And that got me to thinking, how often do we walk around doing that? Not doing anything for fear of failing if you do something. It sounds almost counterintuitive because if I don't give myself the opportunity, how can I succeed or fail? Doing nothing just makes nothing happen, right? Now, it's only human to think, if I try and it's not how I envision it to be, that it's a failure. We see it as almost a personal crime to fail. However, I think we're misinterpreting the true crime here. The true crime is actually the act of self-disservice. It's a disservice to yourself to not even give it a go. Or better yet, improve the vision when it didn't go right the first time. So, I'm pushing past this odd sensation of fear because Now I acknowledge it. I'm aware of the monster in the room. When I acknowledge that it has creeped its way past my defenses, I like to think of other moments where fear popped up and I overcame it. One of those moments I frequent is the infamous zip line. When I was younger, I was a part of a program that would take us on summer retreats. And one summer, 
we went to a nature retreat that focused on tons of team building. This place had obstacle courses in the woods, competitions planned out for us, and a zip line. And let me tell you, I was pumped. I'm one of those competitive people who likes to see if I can do it or not. I like to get on the highest roller coaster or ski down the highest snow hill, regretfully with no ski experience whatsoever. (laughs) But I love being in those types of environments because you get to analyze how you and others react under pressure. In this example, we were reacting to one particular stimulus, a monster called fear. I got to truly see a different side of my peers. I don't think they realized how much it impacted the rest of their lives. I mean, we weren't thinking that deep into it. We weren't thinking about how, at that very moment, with this specific exercise, it was either helping us to create a skill that would help us overcome fear in our lives, or create mental liabilities that would allow fear to make room in our minds instead. Now the zip line starts off with us all geared up and we're walking towards very high pillars where the zip lining is about to take place. There's this staticky energy in the air and everyone is going around making predictions about who will have no problems jumping off first, and who will need to be coaxed or bribed in order to complete the zip line. Some people are even hyping themselves up or telling themselves, no, I don't think I can do it. No, this is scary. And it's interesting how we down ourselves before we even get to the matter at hand. It's food for thought when you start new projects or do something that's really important. How are you starting off your foundation? Is it littered with negative thoughts that are not conducive to your vision? We want to speak life into our foundations so that we are able to nurture the journey to our success. So we get up there, right? and everyone is finally faced with the matter at hand. We're up here now, and one way or another, you gotta get to the other side. I had even made up my own assumptions of how certain people would react, who would be jumping, and who wouldn't make the jump. It was interesting to see how they all played out that day. One person in particular, who was known at school for being very charismatic and heavily involved in his education in sports, I honestly wondered how many times he even did it all. He definitely was a go-getter type of person. So it was of no surprise that when he volunteered first to jump off the ledge and zip line to the bottom, that he jumped without hesitation. Didn't even think twice about it screamed and laughed like a maniac the entire way down. And by the time he got to the end, unclipped himself, he was ready to go again. Everyone kind of laughed and chuckled at his response because it was just so like him to react that way. 
And the first thing I thought of upon his return was, so that's how he's able to do it. That's how he's able to be in so many sports and programs and excel at everything he sets foot to do. He doesn't even let fear have the chance to get inside his head. He just does it. I was so excited to see how everyone else would handle the zip line after that, to see how they would tackle their own personal fears. That was a monumental moment for everyone. Because at that very moment, right then and there, everyone had already made the decision whether to jump or not jump. You ever see someone accomplish something that you were too scared or hesitant to do? It does two things to you. It either inspires you to do it or it makes you choke up and continue being stagnant, constantly running away from the issue at hand. Now, some may also call this your fight or flight response. For me, my ziplining moment involved already making the decision to jump. I took a deep breath and then assessed the situation before I proceeded with my choice. For once I've made any decision, I have to do it. I took in how high up we were, and that one-eyed monster fear took that moment to rear its head in and tell me not to do it. It didn't know, however, that I had been waiting for it to show up before I even made my jump. I knew it would tell me not to do it, and I knew that would be the moment to jump. Telling me I can't do something triggers my stubbornness. Combine that with my competitive nature and I truly believe nothing is impossible for me to do. Fear is a catalyst for change. An opportunity to dig in within yourself and spark a change of course from where you currently are. Quite honestly, fear gets a bad rap, since we think of fear as being innately negative. But even in its most primal state, fear was put in place to protect us, to deter us from danger. When you put it that way, fear doesn't really sound like the bad guy. So then what makes fear negatively impact us. And that, my friends, would be the monster I like to call fear of failure. Fear of failure uses fear as its catalyst to douse the spark within you. It uses doubts, insecurities, the primal instinct to avoid risk, anything it can throw at you, as it has one goal in mind, to make you think you can't do it. It fills your head with comforting thoughts of complacency because nothing is more relaxing than feeling like you don't need to really do anything. That means no expectations, 
no pressure, and it's those very things that deter you from growing, that deter you from taking the risk, the chance on yourself to fail and fail again in order to fine tune your success. Complacency cannot be entertained in a life of fulfillment. It's not my golden ticket to anything fulfilling. And it's not your golden ticket either. So that brings us back full circle. How then could I let sitting at my computer to work on my business cause me such strife that I walk away from my fulfillment? I was afraid to fill up my business suddenly. A normal response when you're following your own path. It hasn't necessarily been paved out for you. It's literally the road less traveled for a reason. But you know deep within your core that this is the only way. Fear of failure will have you asking yourself, is this the right way? Maybe I should turn back and head to the nearest town. Am I ever going to reach my destination this way? Giving it a chance to foster doubts in your mind makes the trip longer and the path begins to feel overgrown with weeds that slow you down even more. We must give ourselves a perspective shift And that may sound cliche to you, but I challenge you to not run away from a truth that will stop you from being your own obstacle on your own path. This perspective shift is one that makes something as big as a zip line look very small. A perspective shift that makes walking your own path feel like an adventurous voyage instead of a regretful trip. Compartmentalize the fear of failing. Water down the voice of that monster and it will nurture the voice of your desires, the true things that give you life in this world. Make it small and you'll be more willing to tackle it. I tell myself now, I am not creating a business. I am creating connections. I make those every day. I can't fail at something I do every day with grace and power. I just can't. You are not fostering the idea that you can fail. You are fostering opportunities from said failures to refine your success, your accomplishments, and your future is how to start befriending the monster under the bed. Be sure to check out the lullaby, Fear of Failure, to lull this monster to sleep if it starts to give you any trouble. Until next time, kiddos, signing off, Toa.